Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Actualization Station. This is Episode 10, The Limitless Sky. There will be a brief introduction here. If you would like to skip the intro and go straight to the meditation, go ahead and skip to 1152. In our previous episode, Building Bridges or Deepening Divides, we considered how contentiously held points of view contribute to the polarization of our societies. We considered how we as humans are able to develop images of ourselves and others, and how easily we can become ideologically possessed. That is, to become so identified with any one group's ideas that impartial, independent thought and consideration of people on an individual level becomes severely compromised. In our last episode, we further explored how seeing others according to limited group impressions, such as one's sex, political affiliation, religious inclination, skin color, orientation, ethnicity, etc. That is, in basing our impressions in superficial distinctions, much of the nuance and complexity that makes up each individual person is lost. So we recognize the danger inherent in too quickly jumping to conclusions of each other based off mere outside appearance. The following is a series of insights from Jiddu Krishnamurti that relates to this problem of division and misidentification, and this will connect with today's guided meditation. It requires a great deal of attention to look at another without the image which I have about that person. Thought is always mechanical. It falls very easily into a pattern, into a groove. And then you consider you are being tremendously active. Whether you are confined to the communist groove, the Catholic groove, or whatever it is, it is the easiest and most mechanical thing to do. And we think we are living Now, can I live without comparison? Without comparison with anybody? This means there is no high, no low. There is not the one who is superior and the one who is inferior. You are actually what you are, and to understand what you are, this process of comparison must come to an end. To live without comparison is to remove a tremendous burden. If you remove the burden of comparison, imitation, conformity, adjustment, modification, then you are left with what is. Conflict arises only when you try to do something with what is, try to transform it, to modify it, to change it, or to suppress it, run away from it. But if you have an insight into what is, then conflict ceases. You are left with what is. And what happens to what is? What is the state of mind when you are looking at what is? What is the state of your mind when you are not escaping, not trying to transform or deform what is? What is the state of mind that is looking and has insight? The state of the mind that has insight is completely empty. 
It is free from escapes, free from suppression, analysis, and so on. When all these burdens are taken away, because you see the absurdity of them, it is like taking away a heavy burden. There is freedom. Freedom implies an emptiness to observe. Meditation is a process of understanding oneself. To understand yourself is the beginning of wisdom. In oneself lies the whole world, and if you know how to look and learn, the door is there, and the key is in your hand. Nobody on earth can give you either the key or the door to open, except yourself. So let us empty ourselves of our most cherished, closely held ideas and transcend our limiting conceptions. Today, we return to the most essential practice of life, the art of meditation, that we may know the truth of who we are before descriptions and conceptions are built, with our attention on the spacious awareness that all thoughts arise in, the alive nature of this very moment become self-evident. We realize the true freedom and peace is already inherent in this very moment. Meditation allows us to face life's challenges with more composure. It allows us to access that ever-elusive state of flow. It allows us to decrease stress and experience greater peace. Through self-reflection, we can see how heavy expectations keep us from unfolding our wings. We come to understand how attachments increase life's suffering, and we come to appreciate how our life's goals can still be accomplished without the weight of expectations. And we may become less burdened by our reservations as well. Truly, our fear of failure keeps us from opening our hearts to the world. Isn't it true that our hearts yearn for something more? We search for something meaningful in every way that we can to improve the sense of being limited in the present. We say, I'll be happier once I accomplish this task. But what if we chose something deeper than happiness alone? Something deeper than the idea of happiness in the future? What if we loosed our reservations and expectations to the wind and governed ourselves only according to what is loving and considerate? We can keep our goals and interests, but if we are open to enjoying each step of the way by committing to each moment, we will find that we need not wait until the final step's accomplishment to reap the gratification of reward. The meaning is in the doing, not in the expectation of its result. That future may not come. The best we can do is attune to what we know in our hearts is most right, right now. Otherwise, left to our habitual devices, we can only attempt to fill 
this void of meaning in our lives. And so it goes through the consumption of whatever immediate gratifications, random pleasures, artificial fillers we use as salves or enhancements to the present condition. Nothing quite fills the void. Nothing is forever gratifying. Nothing ever lasts. But behind our conceptualizations, behind our interpretations, our busy mind's descriptions, rationalizations, avoidances and distractions. Behind it all, notice the clear awareness that has always been unaffected, always been simply aware. Always aware of everything that appears within its field. Whether it be anger, sadness, jealousy, envy, fear, anxiousness, joyfulness or wonder, excitement, passion, inspiration. Notice the awareness that is unaffected, the awareness of emotions as they appear. The awareness that notices, yet as awareness itself, is not involved, does not respond, is simply here. Because our primary awareness, at the very bottom of it, has no preferences, its contentment is complete. In the stillness of clear awareness, an abiding state of peace prevails. It is only the thinking mind that judges, prefers, and stirs up increasing distress as it identifies and takes possession or resists and pushes against feelings and thoughts that arise. The source of distress is neither awareness nor vent, but our thoughts about it. So the secret to meditation is to be the awareness that watches the thoughts. Rather than the believer of thoughts, it is to observe the thinking mind rather than limit our awareness to the thinking mind alone. We neither invite nor refuse thoughts. We let them come and go just as they will. So it is you yourself that must realize what it is to meditate. For this cannot be encapsulated by words. The truth of one's being can only be pointed to. And you have to take that road yourself. No descriptions of the experience of self-realization will suffice. No intellectual understanding of this will suffice. To know the fruits, it must happen through you. Only by being fertile ground, by attuning oneself through meditation, may grace find its awakening through you. For truly, it is not you 
that awakens, that becomes enlightened, as the great sages throughout history have told us. It is the universe that awakens through you. Rather than seek to control or attain, the attitude to be had is one of sheer fascination, the innate sense of wonder that needs no aim, but is simply a state of high engagement and interest. As a child with a magnifying glass and a leaf to study for the first time, the child does so without attachment to any goal or ideal, for the enjoyment of curiosity itself. So let's begin. Abide as this primary awareness that all thoughts, emotions, sensations, and ideas arise in. Abide as this and watch the watchfulness of all these things as they occur. And notice how this sense of being has always been unaffected. Abide as this. Inquire into this. And this is meditation. Make no ideas of this. Feel it instinctively. Embody the sense of now, the feeling of being. Notice how the sense of now and the feeling of being are the same. This is an intriguing insight. The sense of this moment, that distinct feeling of now, is the same as one's sense of presence. The same as the feeling behind the statement, I or I am. I and now are the same. Before we add our mental descriptions, judgments, ideas, and preferences, the most primary sense of the present moment is featureless. Stay with this sense of being and simply relax back into it whenever distracted. Be here now as an open conduit for the universe to flow through. Let your very being 
be the lens through which the mystery of life is seen. Be aware of your awareness. The feeling of this very moment. The sense of being that is behind the words I am. And notice your mind's impressions of this. But do not engage. Be free and detached, watchful, full of wonder, focused yet relaxed. Feel it in your breath, in the sounds and the feeling of air around you. in the feeling of the weight of your body, the sensations appearing in the body. And watch the thoughts go by like the random chatterings of mind that they are. We are detaching from the habit of believing them, freeing ourselves from the need to charge thoughts with any significance whatsoever. They are only thoughts, and though they will come, we do not need to resist them, nor try to control them, stifle, or stop them. Let the thoughts come and go as they will, and just be watchful. Notice the awareness of thoughts. See that thoughts may affect our feelings, but the awareness of our thoughts and feelings, the space of awareness in which all sensations arise. Notice how this is only aware, unbothered, unaffected by the images that appear inside it. Notice how awareness is only aware. Don't simply feel relaxed and take my word for it. We are engaged in this process together. Check and see. See if the awareness of any frustration, impatience, discomfort is anything but aware. Feelings of discomfort may arise, which the body may feel and the mind may become antagonized or affected by, but notice how awareness remains the same. All feelings appear within it, yet it remains clear. It is the open canvas upon which all feelings appear. But because it is the space through which feelings are known, it is not the feeling itself, but rather the medium through which feelings may exist. Thus it remains unaffected. Just as a TV screen is unaffected by the images that appear upon it. 
an explosion may occur in a movie, but the screen upon which all is displayed is not touched by the explosions. Let us now inquire into this most primary level of awareness. Whose awareness is that? It is even aware of itself. But it is what all of our ideas, emotions, and sensations arise in. Thus, it is not our idea of ourselves that we ultimately are. Not the egoic, psychological sense of self, one's self-image, for this is but a conception we have built up and believed in. As awareness, rather than the thinking, feeling mind, you are ultimately free. Free to be anything and be evermore at peace, regardless of what's happening. We can see that we hold a self-image, and through our most primary awareness, we can observe it impartially. We can see that while we have a personality, we are not the personality. We merely have one. That we are in fact capable of constantly changing and updating. So now the question is, who is the you that has the thoughts? Who is the you that has a personality? Who is the you that has the self-image? Look within and wonder, who could it be if it's not the self-image or personality that holds it? What is it that is aware of this experience? Experience it not to articulate some intellectual answer, but to embody it completely. To know it firsthand, patiently, and fully, without an end goal. With the understanding that it is forever that is being delved into. For awareness, if you notice, has no bottom no end or beginning from one moment to the next. It is ever apparent, constantly flowing. Don't just follow along and intellectualize this. Go through it and go into it. You are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. And again, Who is the you that has them? We're not looking for some answer to encapsulate this insight. We're looking to find out through actual self-inquiry what is the truth of this existence. Experience it and delve into it. You are giving your whole self over to abiding as this awareness and feeling this moment just as it is. Before mental descriptions are laden over it, which will inevitably happen as you experience this moment. The mind will speak up with remarks, embellishments, and interpretations. But that's not a problem. Watch with fascination 
how mind loves to analyze and comment on what's happening. And notice, you can even notice interest, disinterest, fascination, or confusion as it arises within awareness. And again, notice how the primary awareness that all appears in remains unaffected. All thoughts, emotions, sight, sound, feeling, sensations, and mental activity appears inside awareness. Yet it remains spacious and all-pervasive. As you meditate, thoughts will come up. You don't have to worry about stopping them. Simply watch the mind's chatter and detach from any need to follow and engage with thoughts by surrendering control rather than trying to stop them as they come and go. Allow your natural innate sense of awe to pervade this experience. And whenever you get caught up in a train of thought, simply notice this and return back to pure awareness, to basking in this moment, accepting it just as it is. For you are like the limitless sky. You are the space between all thoughts that rise. Before all sensations, behind all feelings, conceptions, ideas, and impressions. You are this that has always been. This that is already here. Watching these ideas go by like clouds. And that's the way. We drop expectations and ideas surrounding enlightenment and start from square one as though we're experiencing life for the first time. And thank you all for joining me on this episode of Actualization Station. This completes this guided meditation that you can find again under the title Episode 10, The Limitless Sky. If you appreciate the show, rate, like, and subscribe to Actualization Station on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor FM, whatever podcast app you like, to help the podcast reach a wider audience. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Actualization Station. Talk to you soon. This has been Actualization Station.